Hi ladies, I had this thought the whole day that just last night was the end, like before the night was the end of Hanukkah, and today would have been the ninth day if Hanukkah wasn't eight, eight days. And, um, you know, on Hanukkah, we always have eight candles lit, but there's always one candle called the shamash, which is in the middle. And the shamash doesn't really get representation. It always just simply has one job, to light up the other candles and to bring light, to bring the light of Hanukkah into the world and into our lives. And this whole Hanukkah, I was thinking, you know, Hanukkah is all about the revealed miracles of Hashem, how He does for us, and how sometimes we don't even see His miracles, and sometimes we do. So I wanted to share a miracle that happened to me on Hanukkah a couple of years back, 19 years ago today. Not today, but a few days ago, actually. So I didn't have kids for a couple of years. And it was one of the hardest tests that I had in my whole life. And I don't come from a religious home. My parents weren't observant, even though they're the most amazing people that I know in the world. And um, it was very, very hard because I had to change my whole life. And I really, really, you know, worked very hard on myself to become close to Hashem and to keep his mitzvot and his go in the ways of his Torah. It was a very, very difficult journey for me to break away from that which I knew and that which I grew up with. Um, and not just to break away from it, but to truly, truly like change myself inside and out. To really change, like to bring about change in my life. And this change really brought out changes in everyone of course but in the beginning when it was just happening it was very hard to start keeping Shabbat to start keeping kosher to start keeping tzniut to just you know just continue with all of the chagim and all of the Torah and mitzvah that you have to do so when I got married when I was getting married I was already religious I was observant and I married, thank God, a man who was also observant. And we were very, like, happy that we met each other. And we were very happy that, you know, Hashem brought us together. We really felt like it was a good match. But when we were living together, we didn't have kids for many, many years. Or what felt like many years to me. So one Purim, I come to my mother's house to bring her a Mishloach Manot. And the sun is setting. It's about 5 p.m. And I have this thought. Let me ask my mom to say some Tehillim with me. Maybe Hashem will answer our prayer together. So I opened up the Tehillim. And I said, Mama, let's say thank you for everything that we have. So we said the Tehillim of Hallel, 113 through 118. And then we said the Shirla Ma'alots, 120 through 135. And um, the whole time that my mom was reading Tehillim with me, I had tears coming out of my eyes because it was so hard for me that I've been married for so long and I still was not blessed with a child. And she said to me, Rivka, if you're going to cry, I'm closing this book. I'm not saying Tehillim with you. 
and I gave her my word I'm not gonna cry. So with the back of my hand, I wiped my tears off my cheeks. And I brought strength, inner strength into my heart. And I said, I'm not crying. So we finished saying Tehillim. I gave her a kiss and I left. My husband and I were meeting a friend for the Seuda of Purim. As we're having our Seuda, you know, we're benching. We're so happy. We're besimcha. I completely forgot about the Tehillim that I had read with my mom. A couple of weeks later, it was Pesach. And on Pesach, I have a dream. And in this dream, I see my grandfather's maternal aunt. And she basically died when she was 86 years old. And she never had a child of her own. So she comes to me in my dream. And she takes my hand in hers. And she's dressed so beautifully with the most magnificent clothing and a beautiful head cover. She takes my hand into hers and she said, Rivka, don't think that up in Shemaim we did not see everything that you went through the last couple of years. We all saw what you went through and I died at 86 years old and my whole life I didn't have a child and I did not suffer as much as you suffered these last couple of years. And so I asked permission to be the one to come to tell you, Mazaltov, you are pregnant. She kisses me and she disappears and the dream turns into a whirlwind of shapes and colors and then I wake up. And lo and behold, that Pesach, I found out that I was expecting and I was so happy and excited. The pregnancy was just as any pregnancy is, there was nausea, there was weight gain, there was bloating and all the fun stuff that comes with being pregnant. But this, there was this euphoric happiness and peace in my heart that finally Hashem blessed me with a child. So as I'm sitting on Hanukkah and my husband just lit his fourth candle, I'm sitting and I'm looking at the candles and I'm praying and I say, Hashem, please let everything be okay. Let, let me have a very easy delivery. I was already 39 weeks pregnant and Hashem answers my prayer. That evening, I had a baby girl. So... Basically, I was sitting at my table and I was playing a game of solitaire on my computer. I was nine months pregnant and I was very heavy and I was uncomfortable. And um, suddenly in my left ear, I hear a voice, a whisper. And it says, get up, go to the hospital. And I got, I got up, I, I went to my husband and I said, you know, maybe you should take me to the hospital. I don't know, something feels not right. He looks at me and he says, what for? You know, you're, you're fine, you're not having pain, you're not in labor. There's no point for us to go to the hospital right now. So I said, you know what, maybe he's right, maybe there's no point. So I sit back down on the chair and I continue playing. Ten minutes later, 
Again, I hear a more urgent voice like a whisper very clearly in my left ear. Get up. Go to the hospital now. So I physically turn around and look at my left side to see if there is somebody standing there that I'm just not seeing. And there was nobody there. So I called my doctor. And since it was December 24th, it was their Christmas Eve, my doctor was not there. There was another woman, an Orthodox woman there on call. So she picks up the phone and she says, Hi, how are you? What's going on? I said, you know, I'm just having a bad feeling. So she says, okay, there's nobody here right now. Why don't you come in? I'll check you. I'll tell you that you're fine and you'll have peace of mind. So, of course, I go to my husband. Now I have to convince him to take me to the hospital. I said, you know, the doctor said I have to go to the hospital right now. So he, he just rolls his eyes and says, okay, come, let's go. You're taking my day off tomorrow and you're ruining it. That's it. Now I'm not going to be able to rest. I said, don't worry, just take me. So he takes me and they put me on the monitors. And for 10 minutes, everything is fine. And after 10 minutes, the heart of the baby drops from 160 to 80. And I don't even know that something is wrong because I don't realize that that means something's wrong. Like two minutes later, the doctor comes in and she's like, oh, you're not having any active pregnancy, um, you know, labor, but the heart went down and went back up. I think we're going to have to keep you overnight just to make sure that nothing's wrong. And if anything, you'll have the baby tonight. So I stay overnight. I, I'm supposed to stay overnight. But 10 minutes later, the heart goes back down to 40. And this time, it does not go back up. So suddenly, I have 10 people all around me. And they're preparing me for an emergency C-section. And the heart rate, as they're preparing me, goes even lower to 30. And this doctor is really, really panicking. I see the panic in her eyes. I see the way she's yelling instructions out. Two IVs are in me within minutes. And in a couple of minutes, I'm having a C-section where they're opening me up and taking out a child. So the moment that they opened me up and they took the child out, the child went number two, which is very dangerous for them to go into in the stomach. The child was wrapped three times in the umbilical cord and a tiny, tiny, tiny movement was strangling her. And nobody knew this. My body didn't know this. I wasn't having contractions. Nobody knew this, but Hashem knew this. And he gave me the intuition through his malachim or, through his, or even he himself to go to the hospital at the exact right time. And the baby was fine. Everything was 100% fine. A couple of days later, about six days later, you know, thank God, I'm so happy I have a baby girl. You know, I'm so excited and my Hanukkah miracle came true. But it, it went further. A couple of days later, I broke out in a rash around my stomach area. And I didn't know what it was, but the rash was so very painful. And it was traveling every day. The rash was traveling into my back 
up my spine, down my thigh. And I was in such excruciating pain that I didn't know what to do with myself. So my husband takes me to the hospital. My daughter is six days old. He takes me to a different hospital and they diagnose me with shingles. And they tell me how lucky I am because it is a few centimeters away from the C-section. And if it would have gone in, it would have gone through my whole system and I would not have made it chas And not only that, but if I wouldn't have known that it was shingles, my child couldn't have gotten an immunization for chickenpox. Um, and if she would have broke out in chickenpox at 60, at six days old, it would have been very, 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 very life-threatening. So it was not just a miracle that she came out alive, but it was a miracle that I stayed alive and that she stayed alive, double and triple. So I just wanted to say to you also, um, my mom prayed with me on Purim. And three months after that Hanukkah, when I had my baby girl, my mother, who always bothered me about, you know, being too religious, she was like, what is this? We're not like this. What are you doing? She said, you know, why do you cover your hair? After this, what I'm about to tell you, my mom understood that ain't od milvado. So Purim came after Hanukkah. And that Purim, my mom was blessed to give birth to a baby boy. So it was a double, triple, quadruple, millionth, millionth, million, million, million timed miracle. And um, my mom said, wow, Rifka, I understand now. I understand that there is a Hashem and everything is from Him. And look at this miracle. You know, you didn't have children. We were all praying for you. And not only Hashem gave you a child, not only did He save your child, but He also gave me a child just for praying for you, just for praying with you. Ein od milvado. So just like the Shamash is not celebrated, the ninth day of Hanukkah is not celebrated. And just like the Shamash has just a humble role of lighting up other candles on Hanukkah, which we just passed, right? So too we have this unbelievable opportunity while we're alive to light up, to kindle another soul by noticing the miracles that Hashem gives to us, makes for us, does for us on a daily basis. And by really truly trusting Him when it's so hard for us and when we're suffering and when we're going through such hardships to know that afilu behastara, yesham Hashem yitbarach, that even when it is hidden, that is exactly where Hashem is there too. So with that, I give you all blessings. Hanukkah is over. But we do not have to extinguish the lights in our souls. We could just continue being lit from within and lighting everyone around us with love and with forgiveness and with prayer and with good words. Have a wonderful day. What for? You know, you're, you're fine. You're not having pain. You're not in labor. There's no point for us to go to the hospital right now. So I said, you know what, maybe he's right. Maybe there's no point. 
So I sit back down on the chair and I continue playing. Ten minutes later, again, I hear a more urgent voice like a whisper very clearly in my left ear. Get up. Go to the hospital now. So I physically turn around and look at my left side to see if there is somebody standing there that I'm just not seeing. And there was nobody there. So I called my doctor. And since it was December 24th, it was their Christmas Eve. My doctor was not there. There was another woman, an Orthodox woman there on call. So she picks up the phone and she says, Hi, how are you? What's going on? I said, you know, I'm just having a bad feeling. So she says, okay, there's nobody here right now. Why don't you come in? I'll check you. I'll tell you that you're fine and you'll have peace of mind. So, of course, I go to my husband. Now I have to convince him to take me to the hospital. I said, you know, the doctor said I have to go to the hospital right now. So he, he just rolls his eyes and says, okay, come, let's go. You're taking my day off tomorrow and you're ruining it. That's it. Now I'm not going to be able to rest. I said, don't worry, just take me. So he takes me and they put me on the monitors. And for 10 minutes, everything is fine. And after 10 minutes, the heart of the baby drops from 160 to 80. And I don't even know that something is wrong because I don't realize that that means something's wrong. Like two minutes later, the doctor comes in and she's like, oh, you're not having any active pregnancy, um, you know, labor, but the heart went down and went back up. I think we're going to have to keep you overnight just to make sure that nothing's wrong. And if anything, you'll have the baby tonight. So I stay overnight. I, I'm supposed to stay overnight. But 10 minutes later, the heart goes back down to 40. And this time, it does not go back up. So suddenly, I have 10 people all around me. And they're preparing me for an emergency C-section. And the heart rate, as they're preparing me, goes even lower to 30. And this doctor is really, really panicking. I see the panic in her eyes. I see the way she's yelling instructions out. Two IVs are in me within minutes. And in a couple of minutes, I'm having a C-section where they're opening me up and taking out a child. So the moment that they opened me up and they took the child out, the child went number two, which is very dangerous for them to go into in the stomach. The child was wrapped three times in the umbilical cord, and a tiny, tiny, tiny movement was strangling her. And nobody knew this. My body didn't know this. I wasn't having contractions. Nobody knew this, but Hashem knew this. And He gave me the intuition through His malachim, or, through his, or even He Himself, to go to the hospital at the exact right time and the baby was fine. Everything was 100% fine. A couple of days later, about six days later, you know, thank God I'm so happy I have a baby girl. You know, I'm so excited and my Hanukkah miracle came true. But it, it went further. A couple of days later, I broke out in a rash around my stomach area. 
And I didn't know what it was, but the rash was so very painful. And it was traveling every day. The rash was traveling into my back, up my spine, down my thigh. And I was in such excruciating pain that I didn't know what to do with myself. So my husband takes me to the hospital. My daughter is six days old. He takes me to a different hospital. And they diagnose me with shingles. And they tell me how lucky I am because it is a few centimeters away from the C-section. And if it would have gone in, it would have gone through my whole system. And I would not have made it chas v'shalom. And not only that, but if I wouldn't have known that it was shingles, my child couldn't have gotten an immunization for chickenpox. Um, and if she would have broke out in chickenpox at 60, at six days old, it would have been very, 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 very life-threatening. So it was not just a miracle that she came out alive, but it was a miracle that I stayed alive and that she stayed alive, double and triple. So I just wanted to say to you also, um, my mom prayed with me on Purim. And three months after that Hanukkah, when I had my baby girl, my mother, who always bothered me about, you know, being too religious, she was like, what is this? We're not like this. What are you doing? She said, you know, why do you cover your hair? After this, what I'm about to tell you, my mom understood that ain't od milvado. So Purim came after Hanukkah. And that Purim, my mom was blessed to give birth to a baby boy. So it was a double, triple, quadruple, millionth, millionth, million, million, million timed miracle. And um, my mom said, wow, Rivka, I understand now. I understand that there is a Hashem and everything is from Him. And look at this miracle. You know, you didn't have children. We were all praying for you. And not only Hashem gave you a child, not only did He save your child, but He also gave me a child just for praying for you, just for praying with you. So just like the Shamash is not celebrated, the ninth day of Hanukkah is not celebrated. And just like the Shamash has just a humble role of lighting up other candles on Hanukkah, which we just passed, right? So too we have this unbelievable opportunity while we're alive to light up, to kindle another soul by noticing the miracles that Hashem gives to us, makes for us, does for us on a daily basis. And by really truly trusting Him when it's so hard for us and when we're suffering and when we're going through such hardships to know that afil behasara yesham Hashem yitbarach that even when it is hidden that is exactly where Hashem is there too. So with that I give you all blessings. Hanukkah is over. But we do not have to extinguish the lights in our souls. We could just continue being lit from within and lighting everyone around us with love and with forgiveness and with prayer and with good words. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.